happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and we are back here again this week live to talk about anything and everything soap. Now, today's show is going to be a little bit different than anything that we've done in the past because, well, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to be talking about. So (laughs) how is that possible? Well, let me clue you in a little bit to this. We're going to be talking today about something that soap operas have never done before, and that's go unscripted. We're going to be talking about a show called Scandal Crest. It's a first-of-its-kind improvised soap that will be playing out beginning next week, the 21st, a week from today. And we have one of the stars of Scandal Crest with us here today who you may know from his work on four different soaps. Whether you know him as A.J. Quartermain, Jude Cavanaugh, or Deacon Sharp, Sean Kanan has been a part of our soap family now for just about 20 years. Now he and the cast of other daytime favorites are talking about unscripted soap. So let's find out what that's about by saying, Sean, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sean. Uh Uh-oh. We are apparently having a little bit of a technical glitch here. It is almost Friday the 13th. It's the 14th, but it's close enough. We'll uh, try to get Sean back here as soon as we can. Sean, can you hear me? Sure. <laughs> we are going to try to get Sean back on here, but in the meantime, I'm going to give you a little bit more information about what I know about Scandalcrest. This is going to be a live improv show. It is a soap opera. Uh, we're going to get more information on exactly how this is going to be done, but essentially from what I'm gathering is it's going to take place on September 21st at the Acme Comedy Theater in Hollywood. Tickets are going to start at $10, so you can actually go if you live in the L.A. area and check out the show live. There's no script. They're going to be told sort of what to make happen, and it's going to happen, and it's going to play out live on stage and also online. So for those of us who are not going to be in L.A., we'll be able to actually check out the show online. We're going to get in some information about that. We have the technical glitch fix. We have Sean here. Sean, welcome hey, to Soap Central Live. I'm sorry about that. I, I lost you there. That's fine. Thank you so much for taking some time out here. I know that everybody's oh, anxious to, you. to uh, sort of get caught up with you. Now, I, before we talk about anything soap-related, I have to say that we need to start off with a double dose of congratulations, a beautiful new wife, a little one on oh, the way. You must be over you. the moon. Uh, you know what? This has been the most extraordinary couple months for me. Um, Michelle and I went to Italy. We got married. Beautiful ceremony. We uh, we came back and we found out that the house that we were renting, the uh, landlord was not paying his mortgage, so they were Uh-oh. closing on the house. So we had to find a new house right away. Uh, we found out Michelle was pregnant. Um, I mean, it's just it's been it's been like a whirlwind. There's been so much going on. And, uh, you know, this is just the bright spot of my life right now that, uh, Michelle is, uh, is gonna have a baby and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just really excited about it. Is it difficult with all of the, the craziness that's going on and starting a new life? Is it ever difficult to live your life in the spotlight where people always want to know what's going on? Um, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes it is. I mean, you know, I, I, I like to think I have a very healthy, um, 
idea of my sort of place in the pecking order. And by that, I mean, you know, in Los Angeles, where I live, you know, there's, that's where almost every major celebrity lives. So I'm, I'm not somebody that, you know, really uh, gets recognized that often in Los Angeles because, you know, they're used to seeing huge, huge stars. Every now and then, you know, something will pop up and it's like, it reminds me that, you know, I have to, I have to remember that I, I am, you know, in the, in the public eye, I guess. So, yeah, there are times, and I think as, as you, as you develop a family and everything, you start to become more protective of your, of your private life. And, um, you know, I, I it's certainly that's happened with me. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, next next year is going to be your 20th anniversary of your start in daytime. What has wow. what has that time been going back to 1993 starting on GH? How's your life changed since then? My life has changed. Life has changed a lot. I mean, you know, I've I've done 12 feature films. I've I've been on four, five, like five TV series, counting The Outsiders, which I did years ago. Um, you know, but but I think that the, the the best change about my life doesn't come from my um, my career life. It, it comes from my personal life, and uh, you know, I just I feel like I'm in a really really great place right now. I'm I'm very happy, and uh, I'm just I'm just kind of taking it as it comes, and I'm I'm enjoying what's what's been coming. I think that's always important. And one of the things that certainly has come along in the past. To almost 20 years now is that there are legions of fans who've been following your career and we have at least a couple on the line who'd like to talk to you. Let's go first quickly oh, wow, to great. Sophia. Sophia, you are on Soap Central Live. Hi, hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. And uh, I just want to say, Sean, it's really cool to get this chance to speak to you. Oh, pleasure. Um, so I, I just want to say that even though I've, I've seen your work on, on GH and Sunset Beach, I, I really, really love um, B&B's version of Deacon and uh, the the Brooke and Deacon affair and the umbrella effect that it had on the peripheral characters is, to this day, my, my favorite. It's still reverberating, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry? I said, I said the, the, the effect is still reverberating with the other, the other characters after all these years. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's yeah. just one of my my all time favorites. So, with that being said, um, I'll just be perfectly blunt in saying that I don't think <laughs> when you were brought on to Y and R, I, I don't feel that the writers at that time seamlessly integrated Deacon into the canvas while maintaining uh, consistency with respect to you know who Deacon is no, and his you. motivations. Um, I, so, I, in your I, I opinion, agree with you for sure. Oh, thanks. So in your opinion, then, what are some of the biggest differences um, between working on Y&R and B&B? Well, you know, Y&R is an hour-long show. Uh, there's obviously a lot more actors that all want to have you know, time on the canvas, and, uh, and, it's, and it's difficult sometimes to integrate characters that are, that are popular with the fans, like Deacon is, but, you know, not necessarily sort of front burner all the time. And so what happens is I think you get inserted into stories, but maybe you don't really get 100% invested in them. Um, or the writers don't invest 100% in them. And, and consequently, I think maybe sometimes, you know, it doesn't pay off the way that um, fans would like to see uh, the character involved. Um, I mean, the biggest difference, I think, is that, you know, Brad Bell created the character. 
And mm-hmm. when I'm on Bold and the Beautiful, Brad's writing the character. And Brad, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's Brad's baby. And he and I, you know, are the ones who, you know, put our heads together and, you know, give Deacon life. And, um, I think that because the character originated on Bold and the Beautiful, um, I, I think that when I went to Young and the Restless, the writers weren't necessarily familiar with a lot of Deacon history. Um, and, and I think consequently, the, the character was not as, um, as, as multi-layered as I like to play him. You know, Deacon is ostensibly, um, is ostensibly this, this ne'er-do-well kind of bad guy. But he really has sort of a, a strange ethos, a strange code of ethics, if you will, that by it. And, and that's what has always made him interesting, that I think he's not really black or white, he's sort of gray. And, um, you know, but it takes time to develop that and, and let that out, which, which I have on Bold the Beautiful. On Y&R, I felt like it was a little more of a, used as kind of a device to further other story. Well, thank you for your call, Sophia. Now, Sean, you mentioned uh, the character, of course, originated on The Bold and the Beautiful, and there's good news for B&B fans. You're going to be back on screen starting this coming week that's coming up. Can you give us a little uh, bit of, about what fans can expect? Yeah, I think it's September 18th. Well, you know, um, I, I think we're going to see that Deacon is, is now more than ever invested in um, deepening his relationship with Hope. Uh, I think that we're going to see uh, Deacon and Bill kind of going head to head because you know when we last saw Deacon and Bill and Bill got Deacon out of jail um, even though Bill was calling the shots you know, the, the one thing that he may have overlooked is that he put himself in a vulnerable vulnerable position because you know Deacon now has the secret over him you know that he he was the one who was behind the scenes pulling the strings and I think that Bill is going to find out that you know Deacon Sharp is a very formidable adversary. Uh, I love working with Don Diamond. I think he's a terrific actor. And, um, uh, you know, he, he always kind of pushes me and, 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 and allows me to do my best. And I, I'm really actually pretty proud of the scenes that um, I have coming up. And I, I hope the fans really enjoy them. Well, we know, I know that you uh, told me before we started the show that you can't stay with us for as long as, of course, the fans would want to. So let's go into something else that's really big before we let you go that's coming up next week. September 21st, Scandal Crest. It's an improvisational soap. What does that mean? Yeah. What can we expect? And do you really know what you've gotten yourself into here? No, absolutely not. Of course they don't. Um, it's improv. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I've, done, uh, I've done some work with the, uh, the Acme Theater, and uh, it's so much fun. I mean, it's you know, the Joe Joe Limbaugh and uh Dan Kane, the guys that are uh you know, involved with it and Charles Riley are really creative, fun guys. Uh and so when they asked me to come back and do this, uh I jumped at the opportunity. You know, I, I think so often when I, I work on the soaps I play sort of this very serious dramatic guy and I really love doing comedy. And it's also an opportunity to work with some other really talented actors who I probably otherwise wouldn't have the chance to work with. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I love, I love poking fun at this, at the soap genre. I think there's, but there's a lot of stuff to, you know, to, to poke fun at. And, and I think that it's fun to, by day, really do a soap and by night kind of, you know, put it on its, uh, on its, on its head a little bit. So I have no idea what I got myself into, but <laughs> I guess we're going to find out on the 21st. 
And you're going to have the opportunity to do it in front of a live audience, which, of course, you don't get to do on the soap. So I'm sure that adds an extra layer of, of sort of entertainment or uh, you know, feedback. You're, you're spot on with that. You're, you're really spot on with that. Um, you know, I, I've done stand-up comedy off and on since I was 15, and, 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 and obviously a lot of theater. And the reason I do that is you love that, that immediate reciprocity that you create with the audience. And you know... Very, very quickly, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, it's being well-received or not. And, and I like that. So I'm we looking have, forward to it. We have about a minute left, everybody. We're going to take one last okay. call. We have Serena from New York. Serena, you are on Soap Central Live. Um, yes. I would like to say um, congratulations on the new baby. Oh, thank you so much. It's good to you. And um, when are you going to come back to New York? Because I saw you at the brokerage. I am actually in New York as we speak. I, uh, I'm here and I, uh, I just finished taping, uh, Showbiz Tonight, which will be on this evening. Um, I guess in New York it's on maybe at, at 11 and then in LA I think it's on at like 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. And, uh, then after that I will be, uh, a guest on Fox, Fox uh, Fox's Red Eye, which, uh, in LA it's, it comes on at midnight. And uh, it's hosted by Greg Gustfeld, who also does a show called The Five. And I think it's on at 3 in the morning here in New York, so probably no one will see it. But it's a, it's a, they're both really fun shows, and I hope everybody will tune in and watch them. Because I love New York. I'm, I'm having a blast here. Okay, and Maria and Angie said hello. That's who I'm calling. Oh, Angie, Angie. I love Angie. Angie's my pal. Yeah. Thanks okay, so much for your call, Serena. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, well, before we let you go, I'm going to give you this opportunity, too. If you have any messages that you'd like to share with your fans, I'm going to give you the last word, Sean. Um, you know what I'd like to say to the fans is that, you know, 20 years off and on in daytime, and, and you take a moment and kind of look back, and I have certainly had my ups and I've had my downs, and people who have been supportive of me have really never stopped being supportive, and I, I attribute my ability to have continued you know, this long uh, in the career that I love so much to to all the people who've been so good to me and have, have really stuck by me. And I just want to thank the fans. And I, you know, at the, at the, at the bottom of it all, I'm, I'm kind of a ham and I love to entertain and I love to perform. And it makes me really happy to know that I'm able to you know, come into their homes and entertain them. And I, I just hope I continue to have the opportunity to do that. Well, you always have an opportunity to come back here and chat with us anytime that you'd like, Sean. I want to thank you so much thank for taking you. some time out. Have a great weekend, and can't wait until the My 21st pleasure. to see what goes on. Okay. Thanks so much. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. If you would like more information about the Scandal Crest and how you can find out where to go and check it out or to check it out online, you can head to ScandalCrest.com. And, of course, we're going to have all of the links and information that you need to know on our website, SoapCentral.com slash radio, or on Twitter at SoapCentralLive. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back here and take your phone calls to talk about the craziness that's going on behind the scenes at The Young and the Restless. We're also going to be joined by some of SoapCentral.com's columnists to talk a little bit about Days of Our Lives, which we've sort of neglected over the past couple of weeks, as well as The Bold and the Beautiful and General Hospital. Stay tuned, everybody. Soap Central Live will be right back in about two minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Again, I want to thank Sean Kanan for dropping by in the last segment. Sean has told us that he's going to come back to the show when he has the ability to spend a little more time with us and take all of your calls and, and sort of hang out. As you heard him say, he's going to be doing some television appearances, of course, to talk about this big project that he's doing. It's called Scandal Crest. And you can get more information about that by visiting the Soap Central Live page at soapcentral.com slash radio. It's sort of interesting that things aren't going maybe quite as planned because the whole idea behind Scandal Crest is that it's improv and that you have to come up with things on the fly. That's sort of what we're doing here on today's show. What we're going to do is we're going to turn the rest of the show into an open call forum. That means that you guys can call in and take part of the show and talk about anything that you'd like from the world of soaps. Our phone number is 866-472-5788. Again, the number's toll-free, 866-472-5788. And since I know that, like Tanya, there are some folks out there who are at work and can't call in to be part of the show, you can certainly take part on Twitter by tweeting Soap Central Live. It's all one word, Soap Central Live, and we will read your comments and questions and all the other good stuff that you might have during the course of the show. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one of the columnists from SoapCentral.com who has been with us for, gosh, I'm not entirely sure how long, but she's been with us, it seems, forever, as long as I can go back in time here. We're going to bring on Chanel S. Garner to talk about anything and everything soap. Chanel, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thank you. I'm glad to be back, and I'm real excited. I'm a little bit 
depressed, too. Do you want to know why I'm depressed? I kind of have Today a feeling, was... but tell me anyway. <laughs> Today was Ridge's last day on the screen, and it was very sad. It was moving, and it was beautiful. And I'm talking about The Bold and the Beautiful. We're still on The Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, we had our last, I think our last, Broken Ridge, Ridge wedding today. It ended, and Ron Moss is um, going to do other things, and he's leaving us after 25 years. So that makes well, me really sad. Well, let me ask you something. I have uh, from Kathy on Twitter. Her Twitter name is Sandrew Sum. Uh, Kathy was saying, this is her tweet to us at Soap Central Live. She said, OMG. What a non-tribute for Ron Moss today on The Bold and the Beautiful. It was all about Brooke in today's show. Shame on you, Brad Bell. Did you, um, well, you seem to, did you enjoy the send-off, or did you think that it was, like she was saying, more about someone else? Uh, she's right. It was very strange today because he did a little goodbye, and he said, I think the family can handle the business, and we're going on the honeymoon. And then at the very end, it was all about Brooke and Stephanie, and it was a big love fest between the two of them. Oh, I've always loved you, and let's drop the in-law off of daughter-in-law, and we're just so in love, and I almost thought they were going to kiss, but... And that was the end of the show, and you're kind of sitting there because you expected something maybe like Broken uh, Ridge waving really slowly, running out the front door or something. I don't know. Well, in but, fairness, though, didn't they? They did do a wedding montage yesterday of Brooke and Ridge's 7,492 weddings that they've previously done. So that was sort of a tribute, kind of, maybe, right? Yeah, it was cute and everything, but Ron Moss deserves so much more than that. He deserved a whole other day for it. I'm not quite sure where they were going with that whole thing um, with Stephanie and Brooke. I don't know if that's supposed to be a premonition or something. I've been hearing so many rumors. Um, they're going to recast Ridge. They're not going to recast Ridge. And for what they did today, I'm like, oh, my God, please do not break that up by having Brooke fall in love with uh, some other man. You know, when she comes back from the honeymoon alone, because that love fest between her and Steffi was just real deep. And, and they kind of just pushed Ridge on the, over to the side. And not only did they push Ridge over to the side, they pushed Tridge over to the side, too. I'm <laughs> not personally a Taylor and Ridge fan, but I respect their relationship. And she kind of just yesterday had a montage little thing while Thorne and her were talking. And that was how they, I guess, said goodbye to Tridge, but it, that was kind of puzzling to me, too, because I thought, you know, after all of these years that I have sat up here and hated Taylor coming between the two of them, that's that's my view, I think Taylor deserved to talk to Ridge to his face for the last time that we saw him, you know? I agree with you. You know what I'd like to do? I don't know that you and I have ever had the opportunity to do this. Normally when we speak, it's part of the year-end show and we're we're pre-recorded and off on beaches having a holiday or whatever it is we do. <laughs> Let's bring in someone else to chat with us. We have a call from Kathy in New Jersey who wants to talk about B&B. And since she's holding, I figured we're talking about B&B. Let's bring her on. So, Kathy, sure. welcome to Hello. Sim Central Live. Hello, I am the infamous Sandra Song that emailed you today, or rather sent you a tweet about Bold and the Beautiful this morning. Well, it's was... amazing. I'm glad that you were listening. So let me let me let you explain your tweet yourself in more than 120 characters. Have at it. Very disappointed that Ron Moss got Banan sent off. Um, it has steadily become the Logan show, where the three instead of the 
other characters having their say on the show. Um, it's just Logan, Logan all day, Logan all time. And uh, the show has really become non-balanced. And I do have to have one more comment. I am tired of the triangle from H-E double hockey sticks, Liam, uh, yep, yep. Hope, <laughs> and um, Steffi. I'm tired of it. I think that it's not working. I think that the um, the focus on the youth market is not working. I'm even getting some comments from younger people who are not watching because they just can't believe what they're watching right now. I really, but overall, I'm just really surprised at the non send off. Well, let me before, there are two things before I let you go. Since you brought them up, I feel that we need to ask. Uh, how would you have written off Ridge, and, well, Ron Moss in this case, because Ridge could potentially return if they recast the role. What would you like to have seen at the end of the show or during the show? Ooh, I would have loved to have seen Ridge go over the edge. And just with uh, the way Liam has been treating both women is to um, have a nice, juicy murder mystery. I would have loved to have seen him have a confrontation with Liam and then um, in the middle of it have some type of a, not a small stroke because he did have heart problems. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen him, I would have liked to have seen a gunshot go off and Liam either gets killed or gets severely injured and then uh, have a good old-fashioned murder mystery as to who could have done it. There's so many good uh, possibilities as who could have done it, and having the character of Ridge um, go off after the honeymoon and then abandon Brooke because he thinks he may have killed um, Liam would have been an excellent send-off. You sound like regard. you could be a. You sound like you could be a suspect. The way you're talking about his uh, <laughs> love triangle that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just annoying. I think that, and I'm not. I don't mean to bash uh, Bell. I really don't. All the writers, but there's so much misogyny on the show. The way that women are, ri- are written are these needy characters, particularly the character of Steffi. We were supposed to get uh, almost Stephanie clone. But we're not seeing that. We're seeing her kowtow to uh, Liam and her feelings for Liam. That's not the Steffi that we know. And it's the same thing with her uh, namesake. We expect to have Stephanie be kind of bitter, not bitter, but, you know, biting character or whatever, but Mm -hmm. she's softened. And it seems like you're either, it seems like the characters are being propped up, Hope is being propped up, the Logans are being propped up. But I want to see some more. I want to see... The uh, Foresters get into it. I want to see a good old-fashioned murder mystery. I want to see a good old-fashioned fight for Forrester creations. I mean, we know exactly what the share count is and who are the rightful share owners. So a takeover story, which had been done earlier and was abruptly abandoned, would be excellent right now to lure in more viewers. I think that it would. I think that's a great idea. And, Kathy, I want to thank you so much for calling in. See, this is a a lesson for everyone out there. If you tweet, we may talk about you on the show, and you may get to be a guest on the show. So thank you, Kathy, not only for following us, but for also being a part of the show. Oh, thank you. Well, Chanel, before we let you go, something that Kathy said, and a lot of people are saying it, I'm sure you've heard it, they don't like the triangle that's going on. I'm sure you've heard that before, correct? I've heard it come out of my own mouth. 
Yes. Well, so let me ask you this. I'm looking at the most recent ratings for The Bold and the Beautiful. This is the week of September 3rd through the 7th. The Bold and the Beautiful has 207,000 more viewers in 2012 than it had in 2011. If people don't like the storyline, why are there more viewers? Um, my only guess is that this has become um, a rivalry, more than just a triangle, it's become a rivalry between Steffi and Hope. And I think that people have adopted their banners. Um, I'm going to be Team Steffi, I'm going to be Team Hope, and no matter what logic either character has, if you're carrying a certain banner, you got to agree with it. And they tune in hoping for the day that their character is somehow going to trump the other character. Liam is about the worst person to fight over in a triangle I've ever seen. Ridge, even, you know, they had a 25-year triangle just about going on between Ridge, Taylor, and Brooke, and that worked for all those years because Ridge was actually worth fighting for. He actually had a little bit of integrity and some common sense. Liam has none. Liam will change his mind with the blowing of the wind. He's like a baby. His father even... His father said it best. Bill pushed him and said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I can walk all over you. And everybody walks all over him. So the, the big battle has become between Hope and Steffi, and I believe that the younger generation or any generation that watches it now, that's purely what they're tuning in for. It's just to see which girl is going to come out on top which day. Not really for the triangle. I just, I really don't think so. That's, that's pretty much what keeps me watching every day, just see which girl. But then sometimes... I just don't even, you know, give a dang on myself. I'm just like, whatever, all y'all get off my screen because... Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, we need to... Speaking of getting off the screen, we need to actually take a commercial in a, in a couple of seconds here, but let me give you a chance to weigh in on one last thing. Deacon, returning to town, coming up on Wednesday of this next week. Uh, I guess it'd be, what, the, the 18th or the 19th. What are your thoughts? What do you think they're going to do? What do you think the character's going to fool around in now? I am excited about that. I think that Deacon is the only person right now that can come in on the show and be a real rivalry for Bill. I don't know how long he's going to be here, but I want him on my screen every day, and I want him giving Bill hell every day because the two of them, the last time they were together, they were like fire. Um, Diamond and 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 Keenan, they are they are on fire together, and I can't wait to see them. That's what I want to see is is Deacon fighting for his little girl and Bill fighting for his little boy, and I want to see the Clash of the Titans. Well, what I want to see is I want to see you get back to work on your recaps. So for the folks out there, <laughs> Chanel does write the SoapCentral.com recaps for The Bold and the Beautiful on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So, Chanel, thank you so much for taking time out of work to be able to do, I guess, more work here and chatting with me I on know. the show. I appreciate it. I love coming on, and I'm glad you had me again. Well, I'm glad that you were here. We're going to have you back probably, if not short term, certainly by the end of the year. So, everybody, we're going to talk more soaps when we come back, but we have to take a quick break. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live in, oh, just about two minutes. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com 
Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We are continuing our improv show, talking about anything and everything that comes up from the world of soaps. And we are now going to turn our attention for at least a few moments to The Young and the Restless, where if you looked away for about an hour or two, you came back and you found out that three of the show's female stars are out. Marcy Ryland, who plays Abby, out. Jeannie Francis, who plays Genevieve, gone. And there's Debbie Morgan, who joined The Young and the Restless from All My Children when it ended, played Harmony. She's gone, too. So that's three stars, less than 24 hours Who knows what's going on there, but I have a feeling that fans have an opinion of what's going on there. So we're going to go right to the phone lines and take a call from Ohio. We have David. David, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. Um, Thanks for having me on. Love your show. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Now, I know that you want to talk about The Young and the Restless, and I'm guessing that you have an opinion about some of the casting news that's just broken over the past 24 hours. Oh, I most certainly do. So should I sit back and and give you the mic and let you uh, let you speak your mind? <laughs> well, I don't want to take over your show. We can keep this uh, an uh, interview format, but um, just to quickly start off on the on the three um, firings that you mentioned. Um, uh, let's start, let's to... do them. Let's do them in order. Let's start off. Jeannie Francis. Thoughts. Okay. All right. Well, I loved Jeannie, and actually, uh, contrary to a lot of fans, I really loved her as Genevieve when they first started off with Genevieve when, you know, they had Tristan Rogers playing Colin, and then she just was the wicked, bitter ex-wife with, you know, pop, nearly tossing him off the cliff and everything. I thought her scenes rocked, and it, it really surprised me because I grew up with her from day one as Laura, so we just really saw her, and I, I followed her in all of her other parts, but still, you know, in the back of my mind, you think, you know, that's Laura. But for me, her performance as Genevieve really just, it just shook my world. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this character so much more than even <laughs> Laura. But I understand why they fired her, 
And I'm pretty much sure that from what I hear, Sony really, really is ruling the Y&R with a tight fist now, and they want to make a lot of changes because they weren't happy with a lot of things Maria Bell did. Maria Bell, personally, from what I understand, hired Jeannie, and she gave her a really good salary, too. And somehow CBS and Sony, they just were not impressed with the character, and I'm sure they weren't impressed with, you know, paying the salary money. And they thought, well, this here's a place where we can save some money, so let's just let's get rid of Jeannie. I pretty much think that's what happened. There, but I don't agree with that um, decision of theirs. Okay, well then, let's move on to another big name, huge name in the world of soaps, Debbie Morgan. Of course, okay. everybody, I think, knows her as Angie on All My Children, so it was a big yeah. deal when she signed on to Y&R, but it yeah. looks like it might be the same sort of thing, where people love the actress and love their original role, but maybe it didn't sort of catch fire on The Young yeah. and the Restless. What are your yeah, thoughts? And- yeah, and here, of course, I've watched, I watched her from day one back in All My Children back in the 80s, and I've watched all of her primetime and film work, and she's been a prolific film actress, too. She is an incredible actress. She's not just a soap actress. She is a true transitional actress, amazingly talented, and I thought that she was well cast in the role of Harmony, but the problem about it is just like, um, Neil and the other, um, um the Christoph St. John and the other African American actress, actress, actors and actresses, you hardly ever got to see her. They did not develop the role. I think she could do very well in the role. A lot of people are saying, like Jamie Gibbons said that she was miscast. I don't agree with that. I think she can play a street kind of gutsy, gritty role like that. Great. But they did not develop the character, develop the character and the part, and we hardly saw her. So from Sony's standpoint, I can I can agree that they think that yeah she's a great actress, but she's hardly on the character's undeve- uh, underdeveloped, and I'm sure they were playing, paying a pretty penny for her too. So I can see Sony's side. So okay, well you know we can get rid of her too because the character's not really catching on, and we can save some big money there. But you know I wish I were in charge. I would have wrote a kick butt story for her. I would have brought back um, Drusilla. I would have brought back Victoria Rowe and had a triangle between. Those two and Christoph St. John with a strong story that would really up YNR's rating. And that would have been interesting, of course, since Debbie Morgan and Victoria Rowell are friends, good friends in real life. Now, you talked about with Harmony that it wasn't a developed character, not seen a whole lot. Certainly, in terms of development, there was a lot developed and there was a lot to see when Abby returned to Genoa City. A whole lot to see of her. Uh, yeah. But now we have. The news that Marcy Ryland is gone, which I think maybe more than the other two, not to say that it's not a big deal that uh, Debbie Morgan and Jeannie Francis have been let go, but Abby is a central character related to two of the core families of the Young and the Restless. So this one came sort of as a surprise. What are your thoughts on Marcy Ryland out yeah. at Young and the Restless? I was actually surprised because... From what I was hearing, you know, I, I, I watched, I listened to all the podcasts with people like Jamie Giddens, all the, you know, all the insiders there. And everybody said that Sony was going to target, you know, the AB, call them the ABC refugees, you know, Darnell Williams, Debbie, and Jamie Francis. I didn't think they were going to tar- target Marcy, but I can see it from their point of view. Although Marcy is a good actress and very pretty and everything. First of all, I think it was, too, it was just too much to age the character from like a seven-year-old girl to 20, you know, just overnight. But that was ridiculous. That was one of the worst aging, um, sores, rapid aging I've seen in, in like 40 years of watching stuff. That just was too much. It should have went from that to maybe like 16 or 17 and then later jumped to 20. But that was too quick. And Marcy was great, but the problem about it is I don't think anyone really truly I don't think she got any storylines of substance. I mean, her, her whole part, most of it, was 
I, I'm the naked heiress. I mean, that was, I mean, for a while it may have been cute, but it was silly. It was, it didn't showcase any kind of real talent that she had. To me, her strongest scenes were back when, um, when Victoria and Nick were suing um, Victor for the company and for the billion dollars. Her scenes of Eric Braden were wonderful. Those were some really poignant scenes, and they showed her as an actress. But the rest of the stuff that she was doing, it was silly and it was fluffy, and I can definitely see from the um, Sony, Sony sample, they say, well, you know, she, this is not really strong central. Even though she's essential, she's, a, she's a, um, a legacy character, her part wasn't really central to the key story to make me great ratings, so I can see how they could say, you know, we'll be done with her. She's young. She can go to the WB or something and get it off. So, you know, I can just see that. So, so well, as far as the, I won't miss the character, but I will miss Marcy. She had a great presence, very pretty, but I can't say that I'll miss the character. Let me, uh, we have about 30 seconds left for you before we have to let you go. Do you think there will be any more firings in the next week. Oh, yes. There's going to be several f- because Sony's going to cut budget and they have, they, have a real, they have a real agenda with the show. There's going to be there's gonna be a few more. Um, put it this way. I think that if Crystal Khalil, for that place, really, I think if they don't think that her, whatever her contract demands, I don't know what they are, I can't comment on but if they don't think they're reasonable, they're probably going to get rid of her and recast her. So and and though I would like to see I would like to see her stay because I love her in the role, but I think you know once again I don't want to comment on what she's asking, but I think she has to realize that she doesn't have you know the leeway of somebody like Eric Braden or Melody Thomas. She is replaceable, I think. So she I think she I'm hoping that she's trying to keep her her contract once you know down to earth and nothing outrageous because I think they will let her go if they don't agree with what to give her what she wants. Well, I agree with what you're saying, but I still have to let you go. So okay. thank you. Thank you, David, so much for calling <laughs> in. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Now we have not necessarily taken some criticism, but we have heard from Days of Our Lives fans who felt that maybe over the past couple of weeks when we had call-in shows that we didn't focus enough on Days. So we are going to remedy that now and bring in one of our favorite Two Scoops columnists. Tony, who's going to talk about Days of Our Lives. He's a fixture here on the show. So, Tony, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me again. Well, thanks for being here. I feel like, (laughs) you know, the listeners are right. We haven't talked about Days in a bit. So let's get caught up. We're going to go all the way back to the Olympics. And we have two weeks where nothing happened because Days of Our Lives wasn't on. And then we came back and everything was blowing up on Days of Our Lives. Things were, were... People were in elevators and cables were snapping and all kinds of craziness. So let's first talk about that. I thought that those episodes with maybe one or two little things here or there, it was really sort of amazing. It was amazing to watch how much hard work was put into those episodes. Oh, it really was. And it was funny because, um, you know, I had, I had been off a couple weeks before the Olympics hiatus. And so, you know, Larissa, she basically did uh, the last two scoops before the Olympics. And then, you know, two weeks off. And so, you know, I was kind of just, you know, playing catch up and everything. So I come back and like, you know, I get to watch it live. I, I cleared my <laughs> schedule and it was just like, you know, within the first five minutes, I'm just like, wow, like give it to the, the special effects and the props people. Cause they, they really brought their A game to the, to the show. And that was, it was just, it was appreciated as a fan to like kind of remind you back to the, like, you know, late eighties, early nineties days when like, you know, things blew up regularly and, you know, you had these big storylines. They're all encompassing. But even still, I don't think anything back then was nearly as visually 
I don't want to say appealing because that, that sounds sort of strange, but it didn't look anywhere near the same. I mean, there were things in that explosion scenes that really rivaled what you would see on primetime, and that's tough to do with a daytime budget. No, it is. And, and you know, it's funny. Um, one of my good friends was actually watching it with me that day, and I was, like, you know, bribing her with lunch. I'm like, just watch Days with me today, you know. <laughs> and she was just like, wow, I'm impressed. And, like, you know, to get her nod of approval is, like, a very hard thing. So she was just like, I'm impressed. This looks really good. It's funny, I actually did the same thing. I uh, had people watch just that first bit of the rejoinder when the show came back with all the explosions, and then you know, then it went to commercial or, or what have you. Uh, and I went to turn it off, because I figured, okay, that's just what they're going to want to see, and, and we'll move on. And it was a room of maybe five other people, and I got the look of, why are you turning it off? We can't not watch and see what happens. So that's a good thing that they were really able to interest non-soap viewers as well. You know, and it's like, you know, I know a good thing can't go on forever, but that's why, like, you know, that first week back, it was was so hardcore. and just so impressive. And then the second week happened. <laughs> of course, when I when I returned, they were scooping for their like you know after a month and a half, and it kind of hit the brakes a little bit. But you know, I think we're getting back into our groove a little bit in Salem. But yeah, that second week was rough. But just the the days after week was just you know the performances were great. You could tell everybody was rested and you know ready to rock and roll. And just like I said, the effects were just amazing. So I'm hoping During some the- time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And particularly, I think now was a good time to do that because certainly NBC is going to be thinking about whether or not to renew Days of Our Lives soon. So anything that they can do to get the ratings up will certainly help it, which brings me to one of the columns that you and Larissa were writing during the Olympic break is that the two of you shared some of your thoughts of what you'd like to see happen on Days of Our Lives post-Olympics. So... Let me let you rattle off as many as you have, and you can sort of tell me if any of them look like they're coming true or if they need to go back and read your column. Well, I mean, of course they should go back and read it. I'll put all the wisdom in there, all through there. Um, but, you know, well, one of the things that might came true is, um, with the return of Nick Fallon, played by Blake Barris, um, his mother actually um, came onto the show, which is the first time in 30 years she's the actress has been on the show, which is amazing. And in college, my selections of, like, my wish list of, like, character return was Marie Gordon, who was her mother and his grandmother. You know, kind of kink a little bit, I guess. So kind of have, like, having two or three of the uh, winning lottery numbers. So it was nice to have another Gordon back for a little while. And, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't hurt to see her recurring. Well, Um, let me, let me, before you go on, I want to throw in this is why people need to listen because you never know what's going to happen i'm going to give you guys a little inside scoop blake barris will be on the show coming up uh, either next week or the week after so it's a definite reason for days fans to tune into soap central live told you guys just because we didn't talk about you every week it doesn't mean that i've i've forgotten about you so now i'll let you get back to your your list of must do's post olympics well <laughs> Our must don'ts was, and uh, Larissa, <laughs> it's actually funny because Larissa actually picked this one, and um, I don't, I, I don't know, you know, if I'm giving away too much, um, but we actually we have a really good friendship, and so we were talking back and forth, you know, because like we we tend to double up on things, so we always try to make sure when we ever join up for a column that you know we're not picking the same thing, and one of her things was to see less uh, Hernandez family, um, specifically uh, Rafe a little bit, and it was funny because like right out of the gates back from the Olympics, it was just like. Hey, this is the days of our race. So it's like <laughs> him front and center, and 
you know, he, he's a good, it's a good character. Like, in theory, it's a great character, but I just think that he needs a little bit of a shelf. I think sometimes putting a character on the shelf for a little while makes you kind of miss them and kind of respect them more when they come back. Hmm. So, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, absence is supposed to make the heart grow fonder. So there were two weeks of nobody. Uh, <laughs> I guess they had to sort of balance that out when they came back. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure that the folks on Twitter can argue over what team they are. If they're, what is it, safe and, and, and uh, e-jammy and there's a whole safe. bunch of smush names. Kind of all, kind of all in this battle royal. Okay, so there's some of the things that, that you guys wanted to check out. Now, we have other news, or is casting news from Days of Our Lives. Nadia Bjorlin is returning to the show in 2047. Uh, okay, so maybe 2013. It, it's, they're, they're taping so far ahead that who knows when people actually pop up on screen. Do we think this is a good thing, or do we fear that the hooker will be back and it's going to be a bad thing? Well, that was actually my tweet, because, you know, like, I'm hip and tweet first now. So, um, I, Larissa actually was like, hey, what is my um, username? And she's like, oh, honey, it's your handle. I'm like, okay. So that shows you how hip I am. But that was actually one of my first tweets. I'm just like, ah, Chloe's coming back. I hope she's not a hooker this time. So, you know, I really hope she comes back and they get to kind of, like, right the wrong and give her, like, you know, she had a good, like, as far as exits go, she actually had one, which is, for days, that's a good thing. And she left town to rebuild her life. So I, I hope that we get to see her, you know, come back as kind of this, like strong, independent, you know, single mother who's, you know, really making a go at Chicago. Is there anyone else that you'd like to see return? I mean, it looks to me like maybe Days of Our Lives is sort of doing what General Hospital has done in recent months, where they're really looking to see who the important characters were of the past, and they're going to try to have them come back and sort of, this is, I guess, a re-reboot resetting, whatever they're calling it. So are there any other characters that might benefit days if they returned? Well, you know what? I, I kind of, I kind of use my, um, wish upon a star casting card for days right now. Cause okay. Eileen Davidson's coming back in a couple weeks. So that's true. So you don't get to ask you, for anyone else. Is that what you're saying? I personally can't cause I, you know, that'd be being kind of greedy, but like for me, she's, she's, she's like my all time favorite, like, you know, like, I remember her as Kelly Capwell, number 45 on Santa Barbara. And I ironically didn't watch her as Ashley on The you know, Restless, but I just, I've always loved Eileen. Even when she was good, Kristen, I loved Kristen. So this is like, you know, like, when I started scooping, like, it was funny because, like, my three big gals, like, I love Vivian, Kristen, and Nicole, and none of them are on the show at the time. And so I'm like, oh, man, I'll never get to scoop for these characters. And so... You know, a year later, Nicole came back. Two years later, Vivian came back. And now Kristen's back. So I'm, I'm a content little scooper. But <laughs> Well, that's what yeah. we like. We like to keep you. Now, uh, for folks who are listening, is this your week or are we putting Larissa on this week? No, I'm actually filling in. Um, she's she's okay. off right now and um, on an undisclosed uh, special CIA mission with uh, Agent Spencer and Billy Reed. So <laughs> okay. I, I am covering for her this weekend. So it'll be, you know, it'll be me again. They have to put up with me one more, one more month or one more week. So that's fine, and we'll but, make sure that everybody out there gets a heads up on how they can follow you on Twitter. We'll post that information. We're going to post the links, of course, over the weekend to your Two Scoops column. And I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to chat about days and make sure that we are representing for Salem. Uh, well, thank you. And one more point, if I may. 
Um, sure. If you do, if you do, Miss <laughs> Larissa, um, you can always check out her blog right now because she is actually going through Allison Sweeney's um, fitness tips from the um, September issue of Health Magazine. So she's, she you know, literally going down them. So you know, she's been tweeting a lot, and I've been, you know, I posted in my column last week, and I'll do a little update this week as well. So you know, definitely follow her on Twitter and go to her message or her uh, blog, and you know, give her some encouragement because. You know, working out needs a little encouragement. So yeah, really, I need encouragement just to get up out of my chair. So we're <laughs> going to post that information as well, and folks can can keep in tune with what she's up to, and of course, then they can follow her when she comes back to write her column. So thanks so much, Tony. No problem. Take care, Dan. Bye bye. Bye. All right, everybody. I want to thank everyone who's made today's show possible. Of course, a special thank you to Sean Kanan for spending time with us this hour. He makes his return to the Bold and the Beautiful the week of September 17th, so be sure to check in to see what he's up to. And for more information about Scandal Crest and how you can watch it in person or watch it online, be sure to visit our official website at SoapCentral.com slash radio. While you're there, you will have access to more than 140 episodes of the show that we've broadcast over the past almost three years. You can download them anytime on demand or you can stream them while you sit at your computer and do work or clean or whatever it is that you do when your computer's on. We're not judging. Of course, you can take it with you on any mobile device. Uh, I want to thank everybody. We'll be back again next week, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for another edition of Soap Central Live. Have a great weekend, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.